Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Talbot and today we're going to be talking moving forward. And what do I mean by that? So I am thrilled to be joined by Eleanor Tweddle, who I met, must be about two years ago now, um, when I spoke at an event. But let me introduce you to Eleanor and Eleanor, you tell everybody a little bit about you and explain how we met because we met through one of your amazing initiatives called Another Door. So first of all, hello. <laughs> hello, yes. I can't believe it's two years ago. That's I can't crazy. either. We're, it's <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? But yeah, go on, tell everybody about you. <laughs> yes, we did what we did that thing, that thing where you randomly meet online and yep. then you actually start believing you've met this person in real <laughs> life and you know them really well. So we, we've done that. But yes, um, so two years ago, lockdown was occurring before us. It was when it just first, we first all got put down in lockdown. And a couple of my contracts had finished. Things started to feel a bit different. I had this little side project called Another Door, which was me essentially blogging about, well, what do you do when you lose your job? What do you do if you want something different? But I didn't really know you know, what, what I was doing with it. And I just thought, well, what if I put on an online festival? We're all sort of sitting now in the house wondering what, what to do with ourselves. Do an online festival and just get all these amazing speakers who are now equally like me, just sitting going, well, now what do I do? Let's just gather them and let's see what happens. And so I just kind of did it like in two weeks. It was called the Space In Between Festival because essentially that's what another door is. It's when one door closes, another, another door, door opens. Open yeah, that, that bloody cliche that people throw at you at annoying times. But, you know, it's got a gift in there. It's got a message in there. And it's about the space in between. Like, what do you do in that moment? Um, so, yeah, there was, in the end, about 35 speakers or something like that. It was a huge event. You did it over a few days, though, too, didn't That's you? That's it, yeah, five days. Um, yeah, you were one of the speakers and there was people talking about all sorts. I loved it. Like there was a poetry workshop, there was a mindset, there was a, oh, you name it. Like you you know, it. yours with, you, you know, how to feel good. So yeah, we just threw it all together and see what happens. So that's how we met. And another door kind of grew in 2020 into a business, into this space where, People could come and go through this experience of, but where do I start? Because I think that's that's the first part that you almost get stuck on. It's, I just don't know where to start. So I'll keep the door closed. It's probably easiest. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what we're all about now. And you know what's really interesting, isn't it? Because if you, if I love the whole concept of another another door. I just love it because 
Do you know what? I think what happened where, you know, we've all talked about this before, but with lockdown, what it did in certain cases, it forced us to think differently. And you know what? It made us go, you know, from my business side of you, you know, my, you know, my journey, I'm a face-to-face business. I had to flip everything online, but we still had to keep the face-to-face. So it was like, how do we do it? You know, all, so many of us could have stuck our heads in the ground and gone, I'm not doing this. But actually we thought, no, hang on a minute. I've, you know, it, I've, I kind of relate it back to this whole fight or flight mode. I went into fight. I'm not, I'm not letting what I've built up for the past 15 years go to pot so I think the whole another door kind of is great from that perspective but I fully understand for for other men and women who worked for a business or worked for somebody else they may have even been sitting there you don't know do you over the past year before thinking do you know what I like what I'm doing but I'd love to be doing this or I, I really find that maybe I've reached my ceiling point here but I don't know what to do next. And actually what happened with, you know, we're all great, aren't we? Sometimes we all carry on doing what we've always done because we've always done it. And, you know, when there's a financial element in it, we keep doing it because if we don't do it, then maybe our mortgage can't get paid or our food bills or our rent or whatever. But actually what lockdown did for some people it almost gave them a bit of the freedom that they'd always wanted. And all right. Yes. It, it, Definitely was a shock maybe to start with, but it goes back to that another door. Because suddenly when, you know, business did make, some businesses made redundancies or they put people on furlough or they, you know, had to restructure for, for their own benefit. Some of those employees, you know, were, were, were let go of, but it did ignite something, didn't it? In some of those people, which went, my God, now I can actually investigate what I've always wanted to do. Did you see that? Yeah, it's such an interesting concept. And I think, well, I think before lockdown, that, that kind of thought process was existed anyway. So, you know, I wrote, I wrote the book, Why Losing Your Job Could Be the Best Thing That Ever Happens to You. I wrote that five years ago when, when I was made redundant and I just felt like, well, maybe it's a good thing. I, you know, I was absolutely devastated to lose my job. It was awful, but I had to keep hope that it's going to be all right. I mean, why wouldn't you get up every day and think, yeah, yeah. well, maybe it's going to be all right. You know, it's a better place to be, isn't it? So I think that's always been there. I think certainly in the last couple of years, what it's done to everybody in whatever circumstance is show us possibility show us that things can be done differently and like like what you say there Lisa it's sometimes we just assume it is what it is and we don't challenge anything it's like well no that's that's just the way it is for me that's who I am that's you know this is my lot we don't challenge it um whether and whether you've been made redundant or you're just starting to have those feelings in work that well there's a different way we have been shown there's a different way because how many people before lockdown said well no I can't work from home I can't do this I can't do that you know all about these kind of barriers and stories we've told ourselves and we believe in suddenly disappeared it's like oh we can survive yeah if we all have to stay at home for two years <laughs> you know yeah. oh we can think differently there's di- and it's not saying it's easy it's saying there's possibility so yeah I think there's been a shift in possibility and people actually go in wow there might be another way and it might be that I can do something and why not explore that why wouldn't you want to just have a go 
I love that word possibility. And I think that's, you're so right. It's, it's that whole, there, there could be a possibility of me doing this. And in, in some ways, you know, I know, you know, COVID has been devastating, absolutely devastating for so many people, but what it did, it pressed the pause button on life and it, whether you're, you know, it made you look at things very differently. And, you know, you, you talk about possibility. It, it's silly things, isn't it? You know, I was, I'm a, I'm a massive, listen, I'm a massive shopper, right? So I love the high street. I still go to the supermarket because I like that touchy feeling of going around. The, I'm visual. I love to see the products. But suddenly, and I had always done that. Suddenly when that came, I was like, oh, I'm going to now look at online shopping which for me is a bit like, whoa, there, you know, from a food perspective, but everything changed. I thought, you know, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. And that's where you said about the possibility. And do you know what I did? I gave it a go. I haven't reverted back. because Now I've actually worked out that the time I save by not wandering around the food (laughs) shopping or the the money that I also save because I'm much more strategic in what I'm buying has actually worked out. Well, I do the same with the dog food, you know, all the dog food now is online. So it showed you're absolutely right. Possibility. Where do you, because I think we then started speaking, didn't we about, I mean, I know certain people because I've worked with some of the ladies who literally they did, they got made redundant and they suddenly went, do you know what? I'm going to set up my own business. And it was, you know, some stayed in the industry they were in. Others did a complete 360, you know, and set up dog walking businesses and and things like that. Did you, you know, did you see that along the way from, from certain ladies and gentlemen as well? Yes, definitely. And one of the things that we did, so another door is essentially the foundation of it is this five steps that you work through that asks you questions and provokes you and pokes you until you kind of get to a point of like right okay I'm gonna do this and I know we don't why. like that kind of thing though do we sometimes we don't like to be poked in a way that makes us think and actually we need that to challenge us to, to make us fit what do they say if it's not scary it's not worth doing <laughs> yeah it is you've got to get uncomfortable and you're right we don't like it so it it's a and it's a struggle because when people lose their job all they want is another job you know that's what they think they want and that's not exactly what we do we don't we don't do directly we do it indirectly so most people will lose their job and say I just need help doing my cv can you help me with that that's kind of the number one request is that well yeah I mean you can but really it's pointless because until you really have done the work and as you say, ask yourself uncomfortable questions, you're not going to do an amazing CV because you're not, your heart's not in it. You don't know what you're looking for. You haven't celebrated all your achievements. You haven't gone wider in thinking about yourself. You're just going to do a great CV, which has no heart and soul and energy in it. So a lot of our work is yes, poking and asking questions and you're right you know, we ask 32 questions in our experiences, which can feel overwhelming for people. But what we say is go down, go deeper in the ones that resonate or you get curious about, you know, just pass over the ones you don't, but keep going back to it and keep asking yourself and now make it part of your exercise. Like it's a daily mind training almost that you're like, okay, ask myself a question. And that's kind of what, what we do. And what we saw was 
more people because at the beginning when we did this five years ago it was really hard to get people to even understand this they were like what no no I just want my CV that's it that was all I wanted but I've seen people more open to this questioning exploring um and what we do is we help people to say right bottom line is you've got three choices so you describe there you know people who want to set up the business or do whatever we say, well, we still want you to upgrade. So I don't want you just to get another job. I want you to upgrade in some way. But you got three, stick, twist or bust. So you can stick to what you're doing, be, you know, celebrate your expertise, but upgrade it in some way, like go and work for the company you've always wanted to or relocate to somewhere you wanted to or get your flexible hours in or get promotion, whatever it is you want to, you'll have identified that through this process that you go through of asking questions, but yeah, stick, that's fine. But try and upgrade twist is your expertise, but you twist it in a different way. You might teach it, coach it. You might um, go in-house, you might go agency, you know, whatever you're just doing it in a different way, but you're still in comfort zone with your expertise and then bust you are a great example of this, Lisa, you busted it out, you threw it, threw the cards up in the air, and you went, you know what, I'm going to do something completely different. And I'm going to learn new skills. And I'm going to put myself in really stretch zone. But I know why I really want to do this. And I know why. So stick, twist and bust is your choices. If you want to make your next move, you know, a, a good experience, a better experience. But it doesn't mean that, you know, that's it. Because a lot of people that we see, they kind of maybe step out a little bit. They stick at first, but actually the longer term goal is to bust or twist. And But this notion of you have a choice is the most important thing. So, yes, we've seen people definitely have a more open mind to this whole process. But essentially, the choices are still the same. You, you've got three choices to make. I love that. Stick, twist or bust. But, you know, when you explain it... It's so right, isn't it? Because if you think about it, when people are looking for another job, they always want the job that's got a little bit more money or they want a little bit more responsibility or they're, they're, they're never necessarily looking to move sideways. They, they want to like that next little step up the ladder. And I think stick, twist and bust it is wonderful. And I think, you know, everybody's different. We're all different personalities, aren't we? We all handle things very differently. Our own personal circumstances are very different, you know, for innate to enable us to do the stick, twist or bust. And I think it sometimes is how we almost challenge ourselves you know you you kindly said that you know when it happened to me I was like whoa okay let's do it I was in a very lucky position that I was able to do it and go well I've got nothing to lose here Mm. I've got so much to gain but I was lucky I had the stability to still do it you know but sometimes that's where it's really exciting and that's kind of when I can get really excited you know and during the lockdown I had my, my twins were um so what were they, 16? They, they'd just not done their GCSEs, but they were here. My husband worked, worked all the way through it. But I just literally threw myself into what can I do? How can I do it? How can I keep getting my message out there? How can I actually still help mm. those clients that have been with me for years and years? And th- do you know what? I think different people cope in different ways. My coping mechanism was 
head down, get into the work and let's just see what we can achieve. And I get that it's not everybody's, you know, mindset and, and things like that. And we all do things differently, but we can still do your stick, twist or bust mechanism. And I think, I think what's really interesting, you know, sometimes we, we need that, that prodding to go, <laughs> oi, have you thought of this? Oi, yeah. have you thought of that? And, and actually that's when it, it gets everybody's mind moving. You're involved in something else now though, aren't you? And it, it's along a similar line, but it's what maybe we would call more softer, a little bit gentler. And what, mm-hmm. tell us about that now. Yeah, so another door, it's still another door. Um, but as I say, what we were doing was focusing on job loss and getting people into this space of upgrading. And we still do that. But what I saw last year, and I was really trying to work out and listen to what was happening, was um, more people saying, well, I think I want change, but I'm just not sure. And as you talked about before, there's a little bit of fear in there or there's uncertainty or uh, they haven't been pushed. They haven't lost their job but they're still thinking, you know, yeah, I kind of think I do want something else, but, but I'm just don't know where to start. Um, so last year I run a few programs like reinvent yourself and your next chapter. And it was all about this kind of, it, it felt like it was not forcing people, but it was very intentional. You know, this is, you will escape, you will leave, you will, you know, all of this sort of language. Yeah, yeah. And I realized that actually that might not be for everybody. It's got to be a bit gentler. And I think especially now we're coming out of lockdown, lots of things are changing around us. Things need to be gentler and there's got to be more um, more self-care, probably more awareness of external environment. So this rethinking is our theme for this year. And it's about helping people to rethink through their lens. And it's like gentle nudges, which just challenge the things that you think are just what they are and say yeah but what if there's a different way and so it's not about necessarily huge big decisions life-changing decisions which can sometimes feel overwhelming you could be just at work and think god I don't like this well have a think about why don't you like it before you leave just stop and think hang on what what is it that's going on here so rethink is almost stopping and going backwards a little bit just to be more aware of what's happening before you make the forward looking decision. So, you know, that example at work, a lot of people last year um, came to us and were working with us after they'd left the job. I hated it. I handed my notice in and done. And actually some people regretted it a little bit. Some people fine crack on with whatever you make decision, just always future thinking forward. You must go. But if you sit and think, but what is it? Is it a person? Is it the work I'm doing? Is it me? Am I not helping myself? You know, we've yeah, all yeah. got these things that we start telling ourselves, you know, oh, this bloody meeting. I hate these meetings. I hate these meetings. But if you keep telling yourself that. You're always going to be anticipating the meeting, aren't you? Exactly. You're always going to hate it because you told yourself you're going to hate it. And how many times do you think, oh, this bloody this, this, this. And actually, at the end of the day, it wasn't actually that bad, really. And even if it was, well, who cares? You got to the end of the day. So it's working on yourself. It's rethinking. It's disrupting and tuning in a little bit more to hang on a minute. What is really going on here? So that a few things you can start changing, which actually 
don't put you in the fear zone. There's nothing to fear about actually looking forward to a meeting, is there? It's really interesting you say that, you know, because when I go up to Westfield in Shepherd's Bush, right, um, on a good day, it's, it's 45 minutes. On a bad day, it could take me two hours, right? Just depends on how the M4 is running, right? And I do in the morning, I think, oh, no. I love going to Westfield, right? I love going. I love the shops. I love the environment. I dread the drive. And I sit there and I think, oh, God, I wonder how long it's going to take. But, but, but then literally, it's exactly like you said. I get up there in 45 minutes and I think, why were you worried? And then I think, well, I've got to come back. It's fine. I'll still be back in time for what I need to do, blah, blah, blah. But it's so true. Do you know, I, th- I think sometimes as well, we, we are great sometimes, actually, aren't we, about focusing on sometimes the negative. Mm-hmm. And then we fail to actually look at the positive. So what sometimes we do is we're very good at looking back. But sometimes we don't look back with a, with a view of how far we've come. Mm-hmm. We just go, oh, you know what we're like you said the meeting or the it could be somebody goes to a meeting and dreads the meeting in your in your example but it could be that when you first went to that meeting six months ago you never said anything then in three months you started talking more about it then it could be in the six months fast forward you're presenting the meeting so you kind of don't look back and go actually do you know what when I first went in there I never even said a thing fast forward it now I'm holding the meeting and we're very good I think as individuals of going do you know what let's look back but actually let's not look how far we've come forward in comparison to where we were yeah so true it's so true and it's just that disruption you just a little bit of disruption to your thinking and giving yourself a little bit of space. Sometimes it's just space to do nothing. That's enough disruption. But we're so um, wired to be busy and fill our days because then that makes us feel very productive. Like, well, unless I, I've got a full calendar, unless I could talk a lot about, oh, my God, busy, 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 busy. What am I actually doing? So we're pre-programmed to believe that's right. But if we create space just to do that thinking it's a disruption and suddenly we can kind of go is like what you said you can either look back and go hang on a minute where have I got to well wow look at everything I'm at and again it's not big achievements we sometimes look for huge achievements and you know it's not about trophy winning it's about small things that you think well yeah I got through that I thought I couldn't and I did that yes I've I've achieved xyz that's amazing there's definitely elements of that And then I think um, the other side of it is, yes, that kind of future part of it. So what do you want to take into your future? That's the other part of rethinking that you can do. You can kind of go, well, when I step forward and tomorrow will come, how am I going to show up tomorrow? How am I going to step forward? Maybe some things today I want to let go of. I don't want to be that person that wastes time getting anxious about X, Y, Z or is worrying or putting wrong energy in the wrong place. How do I actually look forward to my work tomorrow? What could happen that tomorrow I could actually maybe enjoy some of this stuff. And sometimes it's internally, sometimes it's an external thing, but just asking yourself that sometimes can be very powerful. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's an interesting concept at the moment, isn't it about this, this rethinking or, or thinking a little bit more because from my perspective, I'm seeing a lot of ladies because that's my, you know, the majority of my clients, but they're now going back to an office and it's yeah. really interesting. There's, <laughs> a, there's another kind of 
oh, I'm going back into the office. I don't know what to wear. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or for the majority of, you know, the past couple of years or whatever, I've been drip feeding into the office or I've not been in the office. So, you know, from, from my point of view and the clothing point of view, you can have a little bit now of a rethink. And, yeah. then, and the clients are saying to me, but Lisa, what do I wear going back to the office? Because <laughs> I don't actually like now what I've got in my wardrobe that I used to wear. Yeah. But sometimes now from a rethinking point of view, it's about looking in that wardrobe and going, right, okay, I used to wear this with this, that with that, and this with this. Now we're saying, actually, have a rethink about how you could wear that now. Because also the environment in an office has changed yeah, change from a dress code point of view. You tend to find a lot of businesses have relaxed how they want some of their employees to to dress in a way, because actually they really just want to get them back into that office environment and feel comfortable and safe. And it's really interesting how so many women that I'm seeing that's their it's not the worry about going back into an office it's going back in and going what do I wear so it's (laughs) that whole rethinking isn't it from from listen from what I know it's about the clothes it's about what can I wear going back into the office so even changing how they think about that will help them moving forward isn't it oh god yeah and it's crazy I mean such a good example of a small thing you could perhaps apply a little bit of effort into, which makes a huge difference. Because how many times, I mean, forget lockdown and going back into the office, how many times just in general in life, how much time have we wasted worrying about what to wear? Like every single day I went into an office for 20 years, at least half an hour of the morning would be like, oh, I can't wear this, I can't wear that, oh, God, that looks awful. What a waste of time. Whereas do a little bit of work, on all right a couple of things that I know suit me you know maybe I've worked with someone like Lisa and you know they've done that work for me I can put just grab throw something on that's the beauty of it you've suddenly created space for better thinking you're not wasting it on oh I don't know what to wear oh this doesn't suit me oh god this is too short what a waste of time and it's people like you know we re- we read up about there's men exam male examples but there's female ones out there as well but people like barack obama and steve jobs are all quoted as they just used to have very plain simple wardrobes that they never thought about they didn't waste any time thinking yeah, yeah, about yeah. they already done they probably hadn't done that someone else has done that thinking for them but they just reached out grabbed something put it on and uniform is that isn't it it's not yeah, wasting and it, time and, yeah and you're saying yeah. that's so funny because it's so many ladies say well i'm i'm really fine with work right because i know what i'm wearing i'm wearing this 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 and i say you do realize you've actually created yourself a work uniform because then what <laughs> happens is which is great because if you think yeah. about a school child yeah. right they have no problem really getting yeah. dressed in the morning, do they? They get up, they get dressed. Well, they- that's debatable. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. And I think now it's really interesting because my twins are 17, right? So they're in sixth form last year of, um, a- of their A-level year. And yeah, when they had uniform, very easy, right? Because I've got one of each, so boy and a girl. Yeah. So, so Tom, yeah, still really easy. He wears a suit, really easy. Maisie, different kettle of fish because yeah. 
she has to now get dressed without a uniform. And she is the one, you know, that you're going, are you ready yet? Well, I'm just going to change your skirt because I don't like it. But it's really interesting. And it's when you create that uniform, it becomes easy. You get, you, you yeah. don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's, it's when then from ladies, from my point of view say, but Lisa, I don't know what to do on a weekend. Or I don't know what to wear if I'm going on holiday. Because yeah. suddenly that safety blanket of the uniform goes. Yeah. And then, and then actually, if you think about it, ladies have to then think, what on earth am I going to do? Which is why so many people revert to on a weekend, a pair of jeans. Pair yeah. of jeans and a top. Pair of jeans and this. Pair of jeans. and Because suddenly the uniform then creates around a pair of jeans. And it's so interesting. But yeah. I think it's... Um, yeah, it, we all need to do it, don't we? We need to press that pause button and free up the space in our head. And even going back to, you know, obviously the past couple of years, people walk their dogs more in an mm. open space. You know, today I actually walked my dog. I didn't have any music on. I just had peace. And you know what? It does give you time to think, but it also frees the mind. Otherwise, if you've got music in or sometimes I listen to podcasts, it's constant in my ears and I still don't get to press the pause button. So it's it's so interesting. What have you got coming up over the next? What have you got planned for this year? Because I know you're a great one who's probably got this plethora of stuff that you're <laughs> about to roll out for everybody that's going to help people. What have you got coming up this year? <laughs> Yeah, that's another problem. I have too many ideas and my, do, my work is like, no, get one idea and really go for it. But I always have a couple of ideas, some that I like to play with and see what happens and others I'm a bit more intentional of. And the other thing I'm going to say as well, just for people listening is, um, I don't think, you know, for if you've just done like Lisa talked about, you know, you started a job and you or you started your business and you're embracing that it's not a linear line there either. It's always, you know, good old squiggly. It's the, you know, it's the loop the loop because I started my business six years ago and I've had brilliant years and I've had awful years and I've portfolio to me has been my savior because I do consultancy work. I do interim work to bring in, but so I dial things up and, and down. So for me this year, it's really tuning in on what I need and I sort of say to everyone, really think about what you need as foundational stones, because I'm doing some work at the moment and it's pretty straightforward. It's not challenging my brain. It's not big strategic stuff that I might always do in my consultancy. It's exactly what I need right now to what create is, space. So give, give an example, Eleanor, of what you need, because I'm sort yeah. of thinking, OK, what, what do you mean? Explain to everybody what when you say what do you need is that a financial is it a motivational what what do you mm. see that as yeah good question so again it's asking yourself questions on right where am I at right now and needs it might be financial so yes you might say look I just got bills to pay I've got x amount of time before I've got to pay this this is what I need to do and that's going where I focus and this is where I mean some of my clients just for a moment, they just went and be delivery drivers because right now they just needed something to get money in and they didn't want to make big decisions. That was their need. But it could also be things like you just need actually headspace. So for me, I didn't want to take on some of my consultancy work in the change space. So say if I work with a, a business, I might be running big transformational programs. 
through change and comms and that that takes up a lot of space i completely invest in it i connect with my client it could go on for months so that takes up a huge capacity of time when i do it and i didn't want that because i wanted to create this new thing in another door so the work i'm doing at the moment is actually quite low key it's gentle it's just kind of doing it's not all it's not using my capacity to think because I don't need that right now I need just a bit of money coming in that gives me space to do thinking and that's what I mean it's just challenge yourself on what you're needing and then work towards that and it and it's not always obvious you know this stuff is really hard because sometimes your ego gets in the way like sometimes you're like oh my god I'm this big huge strategic director player what am I doing this for and it's like yeah you're doing it because you need space to think yeah so it's that it's challenged that because what happened is last year I I did you know bits of these contracts and it created this space and I've created this new thing for another door which is all about rethinking but I wanted to do really good work in that you know I wanted time to test some stuff and that that means it's free so I've got loads of people testing. So there's no money coming in while you're testing something for free. So I've got to think of a different way to bring money in while I'm testing this new thing, seeing how that works. But yes, at some point this year, we'll be launching Rethinkers, which is a space. It's a program, but I don't want to program it this time. I don't want people to be following like a steps. It's more this space of where we provoke ideas we provoke your thinking and it's a bit of an experiment so yes that's what's coming up in another door but I just wanted to share that piece on you know being aware of what do you need right now and sometimes it is space to think so okay how do I get that to create new stuff because you're right I create stuff every day and some of it pays and you can get an instant, you know, instant financial gain. Other stuff, I know I've got to do six months worth of testing and it might be free and I might have to build my audience in the background for it. And bloody hell, it's so much work to get to that point. How am I going to pay bills in the meantime? Okay, I need to just get something that's really easy or, you know, less heavy going. So, yeah, that's that's what it is. But we know, don't we, you know, when we started off this, this conversation about yeah. even people have started up their own businesses, half the time we have to do some stuff for free because we need to gain that whole like, no trust. And that's how we work it all out. So yeah, yeah. it's such an interesting concept. I, I love the whole, you know, I, it probably goes back to my HR days, you yeah. know, the HR recruitment day. It, it's, you know, for a, for a big corporate, I worked there for like 15 years. Yeah. And I don't think you ever lose that kind of corporate. It's really interesting. I, I absolutely loved working for this big corporate, but, but majority was because of the people. Yeah. And I love people. I love all types of people, you know, from every walks of life. And I think I'll probably get that from my mum who, you know, everybody was treated exactly the same way. And I think that's a brilliant way to be because, you know, I think everybody has that beautiful interest in them you just can pull it out of them just by talking to them so I think it's really interesting I don't think you ever lose the corporate side I still 
even now, when I write an email, I have to reread it because I write it like I'm writing it to the CEO. And I <laughs> yeah. have, you know, when you have to, you read it and you go, oh, oh no, I need to really change my wording. Yeah. But it, it is, you know, it's one of those things. Um, Eleanor, I have just loved talking to you today. <laughs> and you know what? I've been desperate to talk to you for months and you've always been really busy. And it's because I just love that whole concept of another door. I think it's the hope. I think that's Mm. what I love the whole thing about. There's always hope. And I think another door all, I think kind of resonates with me with that one, because do you know what? I'm a, I'm a kind of massive believer in you can be whatever you want to be. You just have to work hard. You know, we, we always said to our kids, do you know what? I don't care what you do at school, but please work hard. Mm. I don't believe in the results that define you. I don't, that's, you know, yeah. people might not agree with me, but I don't think results define you. I, but, but please try hard. And that's mm. all you can ever ask. I think of, of anybody, you know, and I think that's where the, another door comes in, the little thinking comes in. It's, do you know what? Just be brave and try because if yeah. you don't try, try. Yeah. You'll, ne- you'll never know. So, yeah. um, so thank you so much for taking the time um, to chat to me. I hope everybody has enjoyed listening to this one today. <laughs> um, and we will see you all again next week. Um, thanks, Eleanor. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye-bye.